Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerch, and I'll be your host. We're going to continue our series of What If? It's dealing with uh, topics and, and things that we may not always come and encounter with within our ministries. We have with us John Parrott. Uh, uh, he has begin, he's going to be with us through our whole series here with his uh, years of experience as a DOM and and a, a pastor, pastor of pastors, and and uh, working with the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board as well. Uh, John, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Kevin. Always good to be with you. Well, we're going to talk about today about a church split. That is something that most pastors don't, well, at least they don't think, I don't think they come into the pastorate and they hire in anticipating a, a church split. Uh, their their anticipation is is the church is going to thrive and hopefully grow and he'll, they'll be able to disciple many people, can lead others to Christ, but things happen and it's usually because of some sort of conflict. Yeah, and the conflict can be something, uh, as we talked earlier on, very minute, I mean, mm-hmm very insignificant, or it can have some serious matter in it that brings the conflict. And sad to say, the conflict can get so ingrained and be so deep and so divisive that there comes a day that the church splits. When I think about that, I think about a story in the Bible again about a family that had a split and how God worked through that. The one thing we have to remember, and a man of God has to remember, a pastor has to remember, uh, there is the call of God on his life. Tied in with the call of God on your life and ever how you might uh, interpret that uh, is the sovereignty of God. He has a plan. Sometimes things happen, as you mentioned, Kevin, that, boy, this didn't play out like I thought it was going to play out. I mean, my church is divided. Obviously, you're very concerned for that that pastor that was in the midst of that role and what this does to his psyche, what it does to his spirit, that may lend him to believe, man, I'm nothing but total failure. All I did was divide the people of God, which... uh, he may be part of the problem. He may not be part of the problem, but he can learn from it. And and I want to talk a little bit of how we learn from divisiveness that splits a church and how we can go on from that point. And I will say up front, there, there are two things of activity in our lives and two word, biblical words that must play into being able to move forward even if a church splits. And those two words are repentance and forgiveness. And I'll say a little bit about that in, in dealing with churches who are going through those difficult times. Repentance and forgiveness has to be given toward everyone who's involved in this matter. But there's a story in the Bible, and save a little time, I won't read the story, but I will remind us of it. There's a story of, of a, a man by the name of Joseph, his father Jacob, and his brothers. We know the story. All right. We know they split because these brothers split from Joseph. Mm-hmm. They didn't like anything about Joseph, what he's about. They plant, they plot how to sell him into slavery, how to get him out of their hair, make up a story, lie to their father about what happened to him and everything. I mean, it was terrible, so he goes down to Egypt. That's a terrible thing. Would we not all say that this was a terrible split in a family? I mean, they lie on their brother. They they sell him into slavery. They lie, they lie to their father and make their father believe he's dead. I mean, this is a terrible, terrible story. 
and it brought a split in divisiveness because it broke the heart of the father. The brothers have to live with this, you know, what they've done. Well, let's flip forward a few pages. And famine hits the land, and there's no food. And Jacob tells his children, you know, we got to do something. We're going to starve where we live, but there's food in Egypt. We got to go down there and get food. So the brothers go to Egypt to get help, and they meet this guy. And lo and behold, who do they meet? But it's their brother that they sold into slavery and all. Now they've gone down to Egypt to ask for help. Joseph knows who they are, and they eventually recognize who he is. And then we know the story, you know, about Joseph weeping over his brothers and and the forgiveness that came and the repentance that come out of them uh, and what had happened in their lives. So spinning off that story, there's some things that take place, I believe must take place if a church goes through a split, and sometimes they do. Everybody wouldn't agree with me. Uh, I know I've read some things that others have said, but sometimes, you know, God, because he's sovereign, can work some, can work things for good when they appear to be bad. Mm-hmm. But in this situation with Joseph and his brothers, the first thing he knew he had to do and they would have to do is they would have to forgive everything. Mm-hmm. It was a bad scene, bad things, bad words, had been, bad deeds have been done. So we got to forgive everything. And, and I think that's true in a church. You know, church, a church may go over here and uh, this group may go over here and they start another church. Then you got the church here. But these here go over here to be members of this church and these are over here. And, and the first thing I would say to those people, you know, is that, but have you reconciled with your brothers? I'm not saying you can't do this, but have you forgiven? And now, it, let me yeah. ask you a question. So with all your years as a director of missions, and of course you've seen churches split. Yeah. So how often does it happen that they can reconcile and not split? I mean, in, in percentage-wise, I mean, can they really reconcile and get past this? Or okay. do, yeah. do, they, do they have people that end up leaving anyway? Yeah. That's a good question because in almost any case like that, it's never a win-win situation, it seems like, in a split. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be win-win. It's, there's going to be some win and loss because every situation they're probably dealt with I can say in most cases, you probably salvaged the whole, but you lost off of it. People left, but you didn't see a total dissolving of that church. In other words, some people who leave, they don't go start another church. Mm -hmm. They go to another church. But then I caution them too, just like what we're talking about. If you're going to another church, if I was pastor of that church, the first thing I'd be saying to them, they've decided they want to come over here and serve and be, are you reconciled to your brothers? My encouragement would be, now that we see we can't resolve it, but we're reconciled with them. In other words, if I don't do that, I'm bringing whatever that was with me to this church, mm-hmm. which, can, which can become dangerous. So this yeah. word forgiveness has to become an activity mm-hmm. that we've, we've been able to reconcile ourselves. Although we've agreed among ourselves, we can't do this together. Another good example in the Bible is Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas, and they're going to make another missionary journey, and Barnabas says, we're going to take John Mark and... What does Paul say? No, we're not. Hmm. He forsook us on the first trip. Yeah, I'm not taking him. Oh, but we need to be kind and loving and accepting to John. No, he's not going. <laughs> well, we know what happens. Paul and Barnabas divide. And Paul gets Silas and Barnabas gets John Mark and they go the separate ways. But in time, what do we learn? They forgave, they reconciled. Paul has great confidence later on in John Mark. Right. And he would have to admit to John, I was wrong, John Mark. You see, so... Those things happen. So if there's a pastor's listening right now and, and he has, uh, say, a couple uh, that has joined a church mm-hmm. and they came from a church that mm-hmm. was a church split mm-hmm. and they he finds out that from maybe the pastor of the church that 
this couple was the main problem for the split. Mm -hmm. So now this pastor has a church member who already has a track record of being involved in a church split. So what does that pastor well, do? Well, that's that's where love becomes tough. Mm-hmm. You have to talk to them about, okay, how are we going to reconcile this? Mm-hmm. It's not reconciled if you're still at odds. Have you actually prayed together, accepted your disagreements, but gave forgiveness to one another? And this is where we need to be now. And, and it's settled. And if you didn't do that, mm-hmm. you have brought that ill will of the heart with you into this other church, which can become a canker within that church you see in time. Right. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how many pastors have taken advisement on that when you've tried to tell them you need to be confronting of this. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have tried to encourage uh, pastors. They, they would come and say, well, you know, they had that divide over there, and some of those people are sewing up in my church. And I would say to them, don't you do anything to encourage that involvement in your church. Right. You just pray and leave it to the Lord. And if they make a move, then, then you deal with it. But you don't go out, I'll come all over here. Yeah, this is the right place for you to be. Right. There's a problem here, a spiritual problem that has to be dealt with. So yeah, uh, you have to be confrontational. I don't know many pastors. I don't know many DOMs that want to be confrontational. But, right. but confrontation ability comes out of relationship. You know, it's like if you sit down with a pastor and you say to him, well, how's it going at your church? Hey, man, brother, it's going good. It's been the greatest days of our lives. We baptized, blah, 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 blah. And then you want to really look at him and say, but how's it really with your church? Tell me the truth. And hopefully he will. But that becomes because you build a relationship. And so it takes time to get that kind of trust. But if that if those people keep coming at some point in time, now they may get upset if you ask them about what happened over there. But maybe that's a good signal for you, too. You're not ready to join this church. You're welcome to come. Who's going to tell you not to, not to come, not to stay on the preaching of the Word of God? No, you do that. But I want you to seriously consider whether or not you need to identify. Right. Now, I have seen some people, Kevin, through the years that did go back. Once they were confronted and things were dealt with and they right. reconciled, they go back. So that's a healthy thing, you know, when it happens. But here with, with Joseph and his brothers, uh, there had to be a willingness to forgive and to forgive everything because the Bible says you, if you forgive others for their transgressions, your Heavenly Father also forgive you. If you don't forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty plain. You're not coming over here with an unforgiving heart, are you? And and then you say, well, how in the world am I able to do that? They hurt me. Uh, bad words were said. How am I ever able? How am I ever going to be able to forgive? Make this thing right. We go to the Word of God again, Ephesians 4, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, all that's involved in splits, put it away from you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other. How am I able to do that? Because God and Jesus Christ did what? Forgave you. So you got the whole task is when these things go on, it's not just the natural reasoning it out. It's the spiritual aspect of our lives. Now, contingent on whether or not the people we're dealing with know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You see, we understand we've got a spiritual issue, so we need to deal with it. Second thing was with Joseph here, and in the first verse, when he realizes his brothers that are here, he sends everybody out of the room. Now, that's the second point I want to make when a split comes. Do not air your dirty laundry. See, Joseph put everybody out of the room so he could confront his brothers. Same has to be true with us. If your brother sins and you go and show him his fault, where? In private. If he listens to you, you've won your brother. Right. So that's where you start. So you don't air the dirty laundry. Kevin, you and I both know that it's amazing in a community when a church has problems of divisive nature. It seems like that the community knows more about what's going on in that church than the church itself does. Now, yeah. what's happened? They've aired laundry. 
because that's a negative. Mm-hmm. Well, if they can't love one another and, and find forgiveness and repentance, right. then what in the world has the world got? They behave like that every day. So, so we got a witnessing issue in hand. Uh, you have to resist the temptation to blame. Joseph, with his brothers, makes a comment to them, said, Yeah, you planned this on me. You wanted to get rid of me. But I'm not holding against you because, see, what you planned for bad, what did God do? He worked it for good. And why? Because you were going to starve if I hadn't been where I was. It's all part of God's sovereign plan, you right. see, in the call. And so he doesn't blame, you know, because it's happened. He knows that God is working this. And that's why in a church, if we are going to divide and go somewhere and we do the right reconciliation in it, then we we don't blame anyone and we see how God could have worked this for the good in all of us. No, no, wasn't a good situation at the time, but he worked it for good. And then you take an initiative to make things right. And that's what Joseph did with his brothers. He he took the initiative to make it right, although they were scared an inch of their lives. We're in Egypt, yeah. and this is our brother, and we know what we did today. Mm-hmm. Man, our life's not worth anything now, but but he assures them that it is and that he loves them. So the Bible says you love your enemies. You pray for those who persecute you. You learn to love people, even if you think they're wishing to do you harm. You bless them. You say good things. You do good things, and you pray, and you pray, and you pray, because you can get mad and leave the ball team. You can get mad and leave the club and the community or whatever. But when you're talking about walking away from the fellowship, you know, the one thing I can say is it's going to be difficult for everybody involved when that happens. And and I'll say this and I'll finish this up. It's been my experience too. Church splits are more likely to happen in country club churches. Do you know what I mean by a country club church? This is a church that focuses on itself almost all the time. It has very little focus to the community you see, it's what they build here and what they really like. And it's kind of like putting a bunch of cats in a box. You let them stay there long enough, there, one of them's going to scratch the others. Right. I mean, it's just normal because where, what else are you going to do? You have no vision anywhere else. So usually it's those churches that are inward focused that yeah. wind up with conflict and splits. And the split becomes has a great impact on the surrounding community. I've worked with, with pastors who went to a community to pastor a church. They weren't there at the time the church split but they become the new pastor of a church that split. And I've heard some of them testify to the fact that, you know what? When I went out and tried to minister to the community, they brought up, oh, that church. Yeah, I know your church. That's one they fought and argued in all yeah. the time. Yeah. I've actually known guys who fit live the Lord. Not that this is going to solve everything. They actually changed the name of the church because the name of that church had a connotation in the community is where they fight yeah. and divide and argue. And generations will remember that. And they'll remember that. Oftentimes, too, in a split, and a pastor has to learn this. He's not always the reason, but he takes the blame. A lot of times, the pastor the guy gets the blame. And that's where it starts impacting his ministry and what he thinks of himself. Truth of the matter is, splits can scar his ministry for his life uh, if he doesn't learn how to deal with it himself and, and, and improve if he needs to improve. I think it was John Sonia one time who said, you know, in a church, if they get to despising you as a pastor... He said, you know, said there may be a few, but I've met very few people who are truly Christian in the church that despise Jesus. So has Christ somehow lost focus in your life? Why are they despising you if you're in Christ? And, you know, his word was that maybe you need to return to the cross where it all started for you. Humble yourself again, repent again, freshen anew and ask him to renew you because somehow they don't see you as, as a Jesus person. That can happen. Uh, I'll say this, you know, we could talk all day about church. There are no winners in church splits. Mm. Just like when you come in to try to mediate a church in those issues, win-win situations are hard to come by. 
the, the utopia in it, you hope, is that you found a people who will stay with their issues that divide them and there are no personalities in it. But Kevin, it was my experience too that by the time I was called, the lines were drawn in the sand, the personalities were divided. You know, there's no real winners in this. It's right. going to hurt. But whether they're able to salvage it or some go a different direction, there must be this issue of forgiveness, repentance, and all those people who stay need to do that. And the people who go need to do that. And they need to make sure they're reconciled to brothers and sisters. Otherwise, they're taking those problems somewhere yeah. else. And and I know that's a, this is a very difficult topic yes. for yes. any pastor, especially if you ha- are coming in after a church split. And, and I think that's, uh, John, that's a solid device that uh, us really need to seek the Lord and, and to seek to uh, reconcile those relationships and, and uh, help them to just uh, grow closer to the Lord and as a family, yes. uh, in the church family. So, Amen. you know, hopefully our listeners have uh, gained a lot from that, and I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, those who are listening today, I hope that you uh, enjoyed it, and I hope that you would leave a comment. We would love to hear what you have to say. And uh, if you have any uh, thoughts or opinions or even questions for John or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.